This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale, along with Archbishop Alexander Sample. We greet you during your Lenten journey, and today we want to focus on the beauty of forgiveness as we continue this preparation for the Easter season. This time of Lent is a beautiful time to come together and reflect on fasting, prayer, and almsgiving, but really the core, the Lord wants us to forgive, Mm -hmm. and He calls us uh, to be merciful, and the Lord is all mercy. So with that, would you help us open in prayer? Indeed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, as we continue on our way in this Lenten season toward the Easter mysteries, we ask you to be with your people, accompanying us on this journey in deeper faith. Help us to grow each day in faith, hope, and love with great zeal and fervor. And especially, Father, open our hearts in mercy and reconciliation and forgiveness for one another, as you have been so good in in reconciling us to yourself through the passion, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus. So, Father, we place this time in your hands, asking you to lead us and guide us. All this we ask through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, the season continues. We continue to walk uh, the 40 days with our Lord. And I wanted to just unpack this whole theme of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I and it just seems like the biggest obstacle to God's love, to be a loving, is a ruptured relationship, right. is wounds, is this, um, and it's usually with one another, isn't it? It's with our relationships with one another, people we love, maybe somebody who's offended us. You've talked so much about healing Mm -hmm. and this real need to heal the wounds. And Jesus calls us, uh, not an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. I mean, the readings leading into Lent (laughs) have been so much preparing us for. Jesus is breaking apart the law and bringing us love Mm -hmm. and calling us to a greater love. Um, so let's talk a little bit about yeah. that greater love. Well, you know, and, and really that's what Jesus brings to us. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's something new. I mean, it's, 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 in some ways it's something old. Right. Uh, because, you know, Jesus as the eternal son of God made flesh, you know, is, is from all eternity as the son of God. And it's not like there's this rupture between the Old Testament and the New Testament the old covenant and the new covenant in Christ, one prepares for the other, uh, and the the one is 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 foreshadowed uh, in the other. So it isn't as if God radically you know, changes. God cannot change. But what Jesus brings us is something deeper. He's he's bringing about 
what, what I would call the perfection of love. Because the Old Testament, it's, it's not like love was not part of the Old Testament or, or wasn't part of what God commanded. You know, you know, be holy, for I, the mm-hmm. Lord your God, am holy. Love your neighbor as yourself is, is actually Old Testament teaching. Uh, we heard that uh, just on the, on the Sunday uh, before we began uh, the Lenten season, the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. We heard that beautiful reading from Leviticus. Mm-hmm. Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, but what Jesus does is he brings it like to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, I've not come to abolish the law, but I have come that the law would be fulfilled. And he deepens us in that. We were reading, before Lent started, we were reading from the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus talks to us about the perfection of love. And he teaches us not just to love our neighbor. You've heard it said, love your neighbor, you know, hate your enemy. No, what I say to you is, love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute Mm -hmm. you. Jesus says, if someone, uh, you know, strikes your right cheek, Turn and offer him the left as well. Now, that's, that's often misunderstood, by the way, that particular image, because a lot of times that's used for an argument against self-defense mm-hmm. and even, you know, against uh, what the church calls its just war theory, if you will, uh, defensive war, if you will. You know, so Jesus isn't saying that, you know, we shouldn't defend ourselves or we don't have a right to defend ourselves or, or the responsibility to defend ourselves and our families. But with this image of turning the other cheek, as we say, this is really about an insult. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at it, you know, and this is the way it's been kind of analyzed. Now, I realize not everybody is, is right-handed out there. So anybody out there is left-handed. This is not, not a, uh, uh, an insult. My, my own uh, beloved sister is, is left-handed. <laughs> but the majority of people are right-handed. So if, if you are struck on your right cheek by a right-handed person, that person has slapped you with the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's meant to be like an insult. It's just, it's not a, it's not a slap in the sense of a, of a physical attack of, of, you know, somebody trying to do you great harm. It's an insult. You're, you're, you're slapped backhanded on the cheek. It's an insult. And so Jesus is saying, don't get into it over mm-hmm. an insult. Mm-hmm. Just offer him the other cheek as well. You know, in other words, take it. Don't, don't, don't fight back. You know, don't love that person. Pray for that person. Pray for those who persecute you. You know, uh, it's the stretching of love to a perfection because Jesus concludes this whole section. You know, he talks about if somebody asked, you know, uh, asked you for your cloak, you know, give them everything. You know, if they ask you to walk from one mile, go with them two miles, mm-hmm. go the extra yard, so to speak, the extra right. mile. And that's where that fraction comes from. Go the extra mile. You know, mm-hmm. do more, give more, go deeper, mm-hmm. love deeper, mm-hmm. love more perfectly. And then he concludes that whole section with be perfect, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. It's about the perfection of love and the heart mm-hmm. of this kind of perfection of love is forgiveness, mm-hmm. mercy, mercy. I heard, I mean, there's many definitions of mercy. Uh, one, one explanation I, I heard recently was that it goes something like this, that mercy is, is granting relief 
release uh, to someone from whom you have a legitimate right to demand something. You have maybe a right to be offended. Maybe you have a, a right to punish. But instead, you let it go. You forgive. You have compassion. Uh, you don't hold the grudge. You don't hold the person accountable. You let them go. You let them go free. That's mercy. Mm -hmm. This is what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. He has let us go free for what we could legitimately be punished for. And in that, that's really the heart of, of, of this redemption in Christ is being bought back in Christ, this being saved in Christ. In God's justice, we deserve punishment for our sin, yeah. eternal punishment for our sin. Mm -hmm. But in his mercy, he's let us go free. He's paid the price. He's not going to hold us accountable uh, if we repent and, and turn back to him. Uh, he forgives us. He releases us from the, the punishment, from the bond, uh, uh, the consequences, if you will, of, of our sin. This is, this is the heart of it. And, and yet, as Jesus so clearly points out in, in some of the images he uses in the gospel, we find it very hard to forgive each other, even as we have been so richly forgiven in Christ. Right. I mean, I'll just, I'll just be very blunt. I deserve hell. <laughs> uh, you know, for my sins, I, I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't deserve any of this. But it's, it's freely given to me by God. God loves me so much. God loves all of you out there so much that he doesn't want you to be held bound by the guilt and the burden of your sin. He's paid the greatest price possible so that you don't have to carry that burden of sin, that you can be forgiven, that you can be reconciled, that you can have a new start. You can be set free. You don't have to carry this. Um, this is, this is so important. And I think that, you know, one of the, one of the things we need to remember is that, yeah, cause I think, I think many of us, and, and I'm, I'm this way sometimes, that I, I feel sometimes like I have to earn God's love. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm lovable, if you will, when I'm good, when I'm doing well, when I'm on the right track, when I'm, you know, uh, doing what I should be doing and, and free from, from any, any serious sin, you know, then I'm lovable. And that somehow we get it in our head that we have to earn uh, God's love and acceptance in that way. And I think we learn that a little bit in our human relationships because that's the way we treat each other sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. You, you got to show me. You got to prove to me that you're lovable or that you're worthy or you're trustworthy. You know, you got to show me, you know? We don't have to show God. He loves us, not because we're good. No. But because he's good. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to remember that. Now, that's not to give a free pass and say, okay, right. we just willy-nilly throw up our hands and say, oh, I guess I can do whatever I want. I can sin all I want and God loves me. No, because the response of that love that we have received from God, the love has been poured out for us in Jesus Christ, is to, to try to grow in the perfection of love for God and, and for our neighbor. So we have to keep, we have to keep working on this with, with God's help and grace. Um, but it really, it, it comes down to that forgiveness, that, that ability and willingness to forgive others as we have been forgiven. And that always 
is not the easiest no. thing to do, whether it's a family member, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your son, your daughter, your boss. I mean, we have relationships that have gone awry. Obviously, this is why Jesus died on the Christ yeah. for us, because he knew that was going to continue to happen. And yet, when I'm kind of continuing to hold that grudge, it's going to affect my life. It's going to affect the way I, I relate to any other person, even if I don't recognize it. I think many times we just hide and ignore that burden of unforgiveness. Give us a sense of how, if I'm really holding something, and maybe this Lenten season I'm recognizing, mm-hmm. boy, there's this person that kind of keeps popping up in my mind. Mm-hmm. They may not still even be alive, but they're mm-hmm. holding, there's something that mm-hmm. uh, I'm in bondage about that wounded relationship but I've got to be free. Absolutely. And you use, a, use the right word, bondage. Bondage. When, when we refuse to forgive another person who has harmed us, um, on, on some level, I think we're, we're, we think we're punishing them in some way or holding them accountable in some way or we're not going to let them walk all over me. Um. But when we do that, it's really not affecting the other person as much as it is affecting us. Mm-hmm. It's holding us in a bondage. It's holding us sort of licking our wounds and, 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 and sort of uh, uh, fostering even that woundedness and, and, and almost wallowing in that woundedness. And it, and it, and it destroys us. Now, I got to be clear here. I mean, you know, there are some, because uh, I, I think sometimes this can be misinterpreted and I don't want to be misinterpreted. I mean, if somebody, for example, just as an example, is in an abusive situation, let's say, uh, you know, I don't want that person to be hearing now, oh, you just got to forgive your abuser and just continue to allow yourself to be abused in some way. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what we're talking about here. If somebody's in an abusive situation, they need to get themselves out of an abusive situation, but then we hope and pray at some point that person can even come to a place of healing and forgiveness for their abuser, not excusing them from their culpability and their accountability, and, and maybe there needs to be accountability even, depending on, on the nature of things, even even civil, you know, criminal uh, culpability, but, but at some deeper level, there needs to be... Um, some forgiveness and healing because because the healing will come from our being vulnerable uh, to to that forgiveness that needs to come you know i i got to share a story with you this this really uh, this just happened to me just uh, maybe a week or so before lent started this year i was traveling i was in an airport i was in actually in 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 the midwest i was in uh, minneapolis st paul airport and um there's this this gentleman there. He looked like he was there with his wife and and uh, older couple, and kind of kept kept staring over at me. You know, the guy did, uh, and you know, I'm there in my Roman collar, and uh, he kept staring at me. And I thought, oh, you know, okay, you know, it can be a little uncomfortable sometimes, and you never know what somebody's actually thinking. But he finally got up and he walked over to me, and I thought, oh boy, <laughs> you know, here we go, here we go. <laughs> but you know, so so as he walked toward me, he said, "I," he says, "My grandson is being confirmed soon." Hmm. And so I stood up and I greeted him. I said, "Well, congratulations." He says, "Yeah, and I'm I'm his godfather." Hmm. And he says, and, and I'm trying to teach him about forgiveness. Hmm. I said, really? He says, yeah. He said, I don't know. He said, for me, love, generosity, 
that comes naturally. Forgiveness, though, forgiveness is hard. And I'm trying to teach my grandson about the importance of forgiveness. He says, and I point him to Jesus on the cross. Forgiving. And then he looked at me and he said, I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> and I, I thought, a little lesson oh, yeah, here. <laughs> you know, and I, I said, wow. I thanked him. I said, wow. I said, that is so wonderful to hear. I said, you are, you're giving a great message in, to your grandson. I said, and I said, I love that because that's the image I use all the time when I talk about forgiveness. Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. looking down from the cross on the very one's who put him there, and they are not sorry. Mm -mm. And Jesus says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They're not in their right mind. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And now there's the supreme example of forgiveness. I mean, that's a tall order. I mean, to forgive someone in the midst of suffering their harm to us and in the midst of their not being the least bit sorry for what they have done and are doing to be able to forgive from that place. That's, that's amazing. No, Mm -hmm. Jesus is God after all. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's, that's, that's our, that's our example. That's the ideal for which we strive and again, because we have been the recipients of so great a mercy in, in Christ, that the Father is the Father of all mercies. You know, I love that. That's because that's how the absolution in confession begins. Right. God, the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has reconciled the world to himself and poured out the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sins. That That is so powerful. And I think, now we're, we're here in Lent right now, but even as we look forward to mm-hmm. uh, the Easter season... I would love everybody to be thinking about the second Sunday of Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's so appropriate that after we celebrate on Easter Sunday itself just the glory of the resurrection, the very next Sunday the, in the, within the octave of, of Easter, we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday because Divine Mercy is what this has all been about. We will have just come through Lent. We will have just come through the, the Holy Week experience of the Triduum, of the Lord's Supper, the Good Friday death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. That's all about divine mercy. And what does Jesus, I want people to be thinking about this on the readings for that second Sunday of Easter. We read from John's Gospel. We read the very night of the resurrection. So this is Jesus coming to his apostles the very night he has risen from the dead, the very day he has risen from the dead in the evening. He comes to them. They're afraid, especially when they see him, because <laughs> they think, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, we abandoned yeah. him. We ran away from him. Mm-hmm. We betrayed our friend mm-hmm. and our master and our Lord. We did. And now he's standing here before us. And I'm sure at least one of them was thinking, uh-oh, we're in for it now. But instead, Jesus says, peace be with you. He shows him his wounds. He says, peace be with you again. Then what does he say? Pay attention. As the Father has sent me, so now I send you. 
no, we say, well, okay, the Father has sent me. What did the Father send him to do? Well, listen to what he says. So as the Father has sent me, so now I send you. And he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Whoever sins you retain, they are retained. There's the key. As the Father has sent me to reconcile the world to himself, to forgive sin through my death and now resurrection, so now I'm sending you, and I'm giving you, the church, the same authority that I have to forgive sin. It's all about forgiveness. Jesus gives his, probably his, I would say probably his best known parable is the parable of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some people refer to it as the parable of the merciful father. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's about a story of mercy. It's about the story of a son who has so disrespected his father in a horrible way. I mean, it's, I, I can't remember, it was one scripture scholar I, I heard pointed out uh, that, you know, when the, when, the, when the son says to his father, the younger son says to his father, Father, give me my share of the inheritance. I want it now is equivalent to saying, I really would rather you be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd rather you be dead because I could have my inheritance now, but mm-hmm. g- give me my inheritance now. I mean, what a hurt to the father. And then he takes the money and off he goes and he squanders it all in loose living. And then he finds himself at the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. in the dregs. And he thinks, well, okay, well, I could go back. But certainly, I you know I'm not I can't I can't I can't reassume my status as his son. But maybe he'll let me be treated as a slave because at least I'll get something to eat. So he goes back to his father, and I love that that scene because the the gospel the parable says while his son was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him on the road. What does that tell us? It tells us that the father was always looking for him mm-hmm. to come back. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't wait for the son to come to him. He runs out to meet the son. There's God, mm-hmm. my dear people. There is God. That is the God who loves you. That is the God who, yes, sees your sin and he rushes to you. All you have to do is turn back. And this is, this is the key, I think, part of the parable. The father let the son go Mm -hmm. and he let him go. But the minute the son turns back, the father rushes out to meet him. My dear people, this is how God, the father looks at each one of us, looks at me, looks at you. That when we turn back to him, when we have failed him, when we have sinned, when we have wandered and we turn back to him, he rushes to meet us in forgiveness but, you know, he, he demands that we forgive one another. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've received that forgiveness, what we've learned from him, we share with others. You know, he's got that other parable of the, the uh, merciful servant, right? Right, right? The one who's forgiven a huge debt. I mean, that, that one where, remember the story he where... He could never pay yeah, it back. Yeah, he could never pay it back. You know, he owes his master so much, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's like if you gave every penny you earned mm-hmm. for the rest of your life to your master, you could never pay him back. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's forgiven in mercy. Yeah. He pleads, please forgive me. And he's forgiven his debt. Then he goes out and he throttles his fellow servant who owes him a mere pittance. Yeah. Pay back what you owe me. And he pleads with him for mercy. Yeah, but the, the unfaithful or the ungrateful servant says no. And he throws him in prison. And whoa. And the father or the master calls him to account. I forgave you everything. Mm-hmm. Could you not have shown the same mercy to your fellow servant? 
you know, and so this is, but it's hard, you know, because the hurts are deep. Listen, folks, I understand. I've been hurt deeply mm-hmm. in my life. And the wounds can be very painful. And uh, they can feel crushing. And, you know, we can, we, can, we can hurt each other pretty bad. But I can tell you from my own personal experience, the only way we find peace, the only way we can find freedom, the only way we can find um, healing for those wounds is to try and forgive. Mm-hmm. I, and I would, here's, here's what I would encourage people to do. And it's a simple exercise. I would encourage people to, in prayer, go into a place of prayer, go deep into prayer, and just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you somebody in your life you need to forgive. And, and let the Spirit speak to you. Don't presume who's going to come mm-hmm. to your mind. Because mm-hmm. I did this once exercise, and I was sure who was going to come to my mind. I was sure who was going to come into my mind. And when I went into that moment of prayer, nope, mm-hmm. it was somebody completely different. Mm-hmm. I thought, whoa, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. So ask the Lord to reveal, the Holy Spirit to reveal who you need to forgive. Then take that person and speak in your heart to that person. Tell them what they have done to you. Tell them how it has hurt you. Tell them the impact it has had on your life. And then walk them to the foot of the cross. And standing beneath Jesus, hanging on the cross, turn to that person. Then point up to the cross and say, because of what he did there, and look the person in the eye and say, I forgive you. And I just now ask Jesus to love you and to pour out his blood over you and to wash you in his love. Um, I just would challenge us all to do that at some point during mm-hmm. Lent. Mm-hmm. And bringing those intentions, bringing those relationships to the foot of the cross. Right, exactly. Who will be with us? The Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. The Blessed Mother will be with us to help us to forgive those who killed her son. That's right. And she will help us. The Lord wants that of us. Totally exposed heart. That's exactly right. Totally exposed heart. Well, with that, we just want to invite you, come to church, come to Mass, come to confession. Yeah, this is, you know, this is a, that's a great point. You know, traditionally during this Lenten season, we have a lot of penance services that parishes offer opportunities for the Sacrament of Reconciliation and Penance. I just urge everybody, I uh, uh, if I could, I'd get down on my knees right here in the studio. Otherwise, otherwise I'd be far away from the microphone <laughs> and beg you to go to confession, to return to the sacrament of reconciliation, because it's there that Jesus ministers to us through his priest, that forgiveness he won for us on the cross, that forgiveness he gave to those apostles on the night of the resurrection when he said, whose sins you forgive, they're forgiven them. And we can walk out of that confessional room freed from the burden of guilt that burden lifted from us forever uh, just really encourage you especially folks if it's been a long time for mm-hmm. you the longer it's been the more i rejoice the more uh, joy you, and more joy is yeah, right yeah absolutely would you help us close in yes, your blessing certainly please? through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary who stood at the foot of the cross of her son May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and heal all of your broken relationships. Amen. Amen.
And thank you all for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, have a blessed Lent. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.